0: Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, this is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. My name is Dewey Thompson, director of the Missouri Training Institute, and with me is my fantastic team, Ray and Brianna. How are you today?
1: Excellent. Woo-hoo.
0: Yeah. Okay. So if you remember, our last week's episode was the s- number 10 through 6 on the top 10 questions that uh, we get asked f- by our participants in our training sessions. Yes. Um, and so I wanted to kind of continue that conversation today. And we're going to kind of reveal the top five here and get your responses uh, of how you kind of handle those questions when you're uh, training folks. So you all ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get Let's get to it. Number five. How do you deal with personality conflicts? (laughs) Carefully.
1: (laughs) Welcomely. I know it sounds really funny, but it's like, I don't want a bunch of me's running around here. So like, first and foremost, recognize that having differing personalities is a gift.
0: Oh, I think that's a great a great, great way to kind of look at it. it kind of helps to reframe your mind that way, right? Yeah. That um, your perspective in, uh, might be a little different than mine. My personality might be a little different than yours. But you know what? Uh, combined, that can be a, a great thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I think just giving space to the fact that, honestly, you don't have to love everybody. Mm. I mean, you know. What? I know, I know. <laughs> but that's, you know, I think just giving space to that, just giving room to that. Can we work together? Can I embrace ideas and still not want to go have drinks with you after dinner mm-hmm. and barbecue on the weekends? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, can I respect you professionally? Yeah, absolutely. You know, can can we share, you know, ideas in a professional way? I think there's there's that opportunity. So I understand this, you know, love and emotion. But from a professional standpoint, can I respect the ideas that you bring to the table mm-hmm. and, and question? them and go, oh, mm-hmm. that's a really interesting viewpoint. Help me understand where you're coming from, mm-hmm. you know, and, and respect it from that perspective and still go back to my office and and be okay, hmm. right. you know?
0: Right. You know, there's other tools, m- so many tools, I think, that could help with this one, you know, when you think about personality assessments, whether it's Myers-Briggs, True Colors, Wilson Social Styles, um, Clifton Strengths, um, and there's so many different ways uh, and models out there to, to kind of help us really understand one another. But I I get back to the idea that regardless of the differences, it's often about how we are Treating each other, right? With those differences. Um, are we able to do that with a little bit of dignity and with a little bit of respect towards other folks? Right. And that's how I think that I would. Probably encourage people to kind of get over this because I'm with you, Brianna. Um, just because we're different doesn't mean that our gifts and our talents can't be combined into something really, really Absolutely. great.
1: Absolutely, right. And that's I, I do, and I, I hear Ray's point of view on that too. Because let me let me be frank: as Kumbaya as I am, I haven't always liked everybody that I've worked with, and um, and and that's okay. That's certainly okay. I still have a due diligence to make sure that I at least. Understand them enough to know maybe where they're coming from, even though I might not agree, mm-hmm. and to work respectfully with them within the current environment that we're operating in. Yeah. We just happen to be lucky.
0: Yeah, we are. We're I very really lucky, think,
1: but we work at that. Mm-hmm. We have. I think every great team does. Well, mm-hmm. in full transparency, and I, you know, Ray, you and I have talked about this before. At first, I think. You and I had some personality conflicts. Yeah. We both came from very, very strong willed women, yeah. um, but from very, two very unique perspectives. Mm-hmm. And um, that has been something that we have intentionally tried to learn more about each other. Now, we still disagree on things, yeah. but we can see each other's point of view and just leave it at that yeah. and continue to be productive and move forward with um, work. Yeah.
2: Dewey and I disagree a lot.
0: Oh, I remember when we first, when we very first <laughs> met and we've been doing that ever since you and I met, right? Um, back when, back in the days of the banking business, um, I, I didn't see things the same way that Ray mm-hmm. saw them. And, um, and I'm sure Ray didn't see the same things that I saw, but we are gifted in completely different ways, but we're very complimentary of each other. But it took us a while to yeah. kind of work through uh, understanding that we can be complimentary of one another, uh, not Conflictual with one another.
2: And complementary as in not necessarily, oh, you look great today. Right. Not right. those kind of compliments. <laughs> right. But yeah, where one needs to leverage the other's gifts and talents. Absolutely. Yeah, where we fit together. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and Brianna as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. absolutely.
1: Yeah. And so I, I, I agree. I think the very first thing you do when you consider that is change the paradigm. How do you deal with personality conflicts? We, you respect the fact that there are different personalities that are yes. giving you that conflict <laughs> in the first place. Yes. That's great. Yeah. Recognize yeah. it. Recognize it. Yeah.
2: And you know, that leads me back to our last week's podcast, because I think we were talking about um, number seven. How am I supervising people? The the common question. Yeah. That used to be my peers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we were talking about kind of this, this all or nothing approach, you know, being their bestie, Mm -hmm. right? Being their buddy and then, or being their boss. And and she kind of brings it together when she talks about radical candor. And so that was the the book I couldn't think of um, from Kim Scott. And so, you know, she has this approach about how do we care personally for our people, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, when I think about my team here and how do I care about doing, how do I care? And I, I truly and authentically do. But on the other spectrum, there's an opportunity for us to challenge
0: mm-hmm.
2: and challenge our thinking, challenge each other's thinking, mm-hmm. challenge our perspectives, our biases, you know, our 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 thoughts. And so in her, her idea, her model of, of, um, radical candor, you know, when we care too much or, you know, without enough challenge, you know, then there's this idea of what she calls ruinous empathy, Mm. right. That we let that, you know, and that was kind of that, uh, buddy paradigm, Mm -hmm. you know, we let that, that friendship, that BFF, kind of that ruinous empathy roll over us. But then on the other hand, if we're too much in the boss mode, you know, and we're challenging too directly and we're not taking into consideration those individual um, preferences and personalities, you know, then that's that obnoxious aggression is what she calls it.
0: Obnoxious aggression. She has some great terms here. Yes, I
2: love it. I love it. And, and there's two more in there as well um, that we can, you know, talk about. But, you know, and, and I think about that when you think about these different personalities and How do we then like balance Mm -hmm. this? Mm -hmm. And I really think it is individually.
0: Yeah, I I do, too. And the one final thing I would say about this idea of personality conflicts, I guess, would be that we often go into this thinking that we do not want conflict when, in fact, you know, conflict itself is not necessarily a bad thing. Conflict can actually be a great thing. It can um, really produce some some great innovative ideas and solutions just because we are challenging one another.
2: Of course, we've at this table, all read uh, Patrick Lencioni's book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Absolutely. And I I would recommend it. It's an easy, easy read mm-hmm. and, and it's told like a story. It's yeah. an example of a, a new CEO who comes into a company and she walks her new team through the these and, and how these five dysfunctions play out. But she's educating her team along the way in the, the five dysfunctions. One of them right above um, the absence of trust is The The fear of conflict. The fear of Mm -hmm. conflict. Mm -hmm. And so she said, we should be a team that has conflicts. I'm going to encourage Mm -hmm. us to have conflicts. And so she says, in fact, every single meeting... We should be, you know, and, and it was just a, a whole new way of thinking for this executive team. And then, you know, it's not like she just dumped it out there and, and they didn't do it productively. She really managed how they, conf, you know, had conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really advanced their team to talk about some some tough things. Yeah.
0: Not so. all conflict is bad. No. Yeah. OK, no. let's move on to number four. OK, number four. How do I influence up the chain of command? How do I get my boss to do things that I want him to do? Um, You know, I get that. I get that question quite a bit. I don't know if the rest of you do, but, um, you know, uh, again, I think that there's I don't think that you have to have a title uh, as boss or leader in order to influence people. I think you can influence people down the chain of command. I think you can influence them across the chain of command, diagonally. I think you can manage up the chain of command right? um, in in doing this. But what are your responses to that question when you get asked that in a training session?
1: I think, and I've heard you use the word before on another episode, but the idea is being able to kind of speak their currency. Right. We've talked about the deposits and the emotional bank account before Stephen Covey, seven habits of highly effective people. And so when you're making those deposits, knowing what's important to people, knowing what language they speak, knowing when it comes to all the different stakeholders involved, whether it's up, down, over or way over there in left field, it's what is their currency, what's their language, what's going to speak to them and then using it. So uh, we've talked in our training sessions before a lot. I, I know marketing communications background, it's heartstrings or purse strings. All right. What is it that you can connect with your audience on? What's important to them? What's in it for them? And then being able to speak that currency. Yeah.
2: And back to our last episode when we were talking about why won't people listen to me? Mm-hmm. I think one of the things is, are you somebody worth listening to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so a good
0: one here, too. You
2: talked about and Brianna, you brought up as well. Dewey. both of you, you know? what's your credibility? Mm -hmm. You know, are you worth listening to in the first place?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another thing I think that could be helpful here is to do your homework, right? Um, Sometimes as um, employees, they might have great ideas, but they really haven't taken it to the level of how do I implement those ideas? Or, you know, what can those ideas really do for, for somebody? What are the benefits of that? And so I think doing your homework, doing your research can be a helpful way of doing it. Uh, the other thing that I think can be helpful when you're um, trying to influence your boss is to ask them very insightful questions. Mm-hmm. Um, Post some questions to them about the particular uh, thing you want to influence them on and get them maybe to think a little bit differently based on the question that you're asking.
2: And sometimes influencing your boss doesn't necessarily have to mean it comes from you. Right. Are you the right person? You know, I, I, I think of it from I, I remember, you know, my parents. And just always, you know, if my sister and I wanted to do something, I'd be like, you go ask them, <laughs> you know, they, they won't tell you no, right. you know, that kind of, th- I mean, she was the right one to get the answer we wanted to get, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's, that's a way you influence your boss, mm-hmm. right? Send the right person, you know, maybe you, you aren't the one, mm-hmm. but send the right one influence the one who is yeah. and get them to, you know, so sometimes you got to think, of, you know, are you the right person? And sometimes you just got to know as
1: now the right time yeah Mm. yeah yeah timing is important Mm. you know
0: and i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna offer up one more but i want people to be kind of careful with this one a little bit but sometimes i'm just one of those people that sometimes you just got to proceed until apprehended right if you do though just make sure that when what you're proceeding with is getting results. And if it's getting results, I think it's going to be hard then for the boss to to say, well, that, slow down. OK, um, but I think it's um, sometimes you just kind of got to push forward a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. If it's in support of your mission
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and you, you can tie it back in right. some way so that it doesn't show that you're throwing your boss under the bus or catching him right. or her off guard. Right. You know, in any way. And that's kind of, you know, the idea of what's important to your boss, what values does your boss hold, you know? Oh, well, you know, my boss wants to, you know, be right. Well, is this going to help them show up to their boss as right? Mm -hmm. Then maybe it is in their, you know, your best interest to do this. Right, Yeah. right.
0: Okay, let's go on. Um, This next one, I hear this one often. And, Mm. you know, it's just like, well, this is all great, but how do I find the time to do what you're suggesting? Okay, so this is is, to me folks that have a, uh, are struggling probably with their time management skills. What are your thoughts? How do you all usually respond to this question?
1: you got to make the time yeah and and i think that that's something and again as a person in full transparency who's still a work in progress in this area making sure that That you are being intentional day in and day out, changing bad habits, things that you or things that you just want to remove from from that experience. And then moving forward with the most important pieces first, take a a small bits at a time and don't try and do it all at once.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I
1: think that's really good advice. I
0: think it's great advice. Yeah.
2: Don't try to change your whole self in one swoop.
0: You know, the thing about this one is that sometimes I respond to this. How can you not take the time to do it? How can you not take the time to do this? Uh, because if you continue down the pathway that you're going, you're going to continue to get all that you've always gotten. Right. As opposed to and then I wonder how many more messes you're going to clean up on the back end. Look, you only have a certain amount of time during the day. Like you said, there's, you can't find more time. You only get 24 hours in a day. but. It's It's a matter of where you want to spend your time. Do you want to spend your time up front uh, doing it the right way, doing it in a way that um, maybe saves you some time in the long run? Or do you want to continue to put out crises or continue to find yourself in crisis management, always putting out the fire because we never, ever uh, fully take care of the problem? you know, so, so that's kind of what I, how I kind of respond to it. And if that doesn't work, I usually pull out Stephen Covey's uh, time management matrix, right. Yeah. About what's the difference between uh, what's urgent and what's the difference between what's important. And unfortunately we have a tendency to make our judgments on urgency. uh, What's the due date on this. And that's where we spend our time as opposed to what's really, really important. Right. Okay.
1: If it's, if it's important, you will make the time, you know, and I, I want,
0: I think sometimes people don't. I think sometimes people um, uh, prioritize urgency over importance. Oh, they do.
1: They do. Absolutely. I'm just saying, like, if you if this is something so if you're coming to my training and you're truly invested in wanting to fix whatever it is that you came to that training for, then clearly it should be important enough that you're going to spend the time after you leave doing something with the information that you've received, even if it's reading up on it some more or trying to study it or attending another session later on. Um, how do you find the time? You're not going to find it unless you're intentional about just doing
0: it. Be careful, Brianna. Your learner is coming out. <laughs> is it? yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, It's showing itself. It's
0: showing itself. You want to take that information yeah. and go do homework is what yeah. I heard. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yes. <laughs> and remember, you know, your boss might have sent you to this training. True or the whole department is in this training. You didn't sign up, Mm -hmm. you know, which kind of refer back to last week's. (laughs) Do we really have to be? Do
0: we have to be here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go to number two. How do I hold this employee accountable? This is something I hear often. Uh, People are always worried about accountability. Uh, And, you know, I I think what I, my usual response to this question is, you gotta have a conversation. Um, Holding people accountable is about sitting down with them and having a conversation about their performance or about their behavior um, and bringing things to their attention. Um, Some Because otherwise, you know, they're just going to continue to think that what they're doing is fine, right? But somebody needs to sit down and have a conversation with people. I think that's how you hold people accountable. Yeah. You
2: know, this is, you know, so much of what we're talking about when we're getting these questions are because we didn't do things on the front end, mm-hmm. you know? So this thing didn't get done um, or didn't get done the way I thought it should get done. And now I'm doing it or having to deal with it because I didn't do something, you know, up front. up front. To deal with it.
0: Yeah. Maybe, maybe I didn't delegate it appropriately. Maybe I didn't describe the expectation in a way that they really understood. Right.
2: You know, or I didn't get to know my employee. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you just got to evaluate, is it worth, you know, the conversation? Does it matter if mm-hmm. they did it your way? So you, you've got to take that approach. But yeah, a lot of this needs to happen upfront. Mm-hmm. you know, in that conversation. Mm hmm. Um, in order to hold them accountable on the back end.
0: Of you know, sometimes I think supervisors are, uh, or leaders are, they, they find it difficult to let their employees touch the hot stove. But sometimes, you know, just like a little kid, you know, sometimes they need to touch that hot stove so they learn from their experiences. And so I think the application of uh, the right consequence for the right decision that people are making um, is important for people to experience once in a while.
1: Well, and I I worry because, you know, we've had this discussion a lot amongst our team is we we hear a lot about these concepts, these great ideas. You know, we're going to improve team morale or we're going to be friendly and we're going to be kind. But the practical application of that, the actual behaviors that we want to to see. So in this case, how do I hold this employee accountable? Well, have you identified, number one, what the expectations were in the first place? But then number two, what behaviors will you use? to hold that employee accountable. Like I, I feel like sometimes we miss that mark. We just talk about the concept of I'm going to hold them accountable, I'm going to come in, I'm going to have a conversation. But what was the actual behaviors that you're hoping to continue with to continue that accountability? Well, in your mind, what, what do you think is getting in the way of that application? not understanding what an actual like behavior is. It's been intriguing to me as a trainer over the last three years to to be in front of several audiences and to ask them, OK, you know, what does that look like? What does that sound like? And silence, you know, because it's hard for us as human beings to really recognize what a behavior is, to be able to practically apply a behavior rather than just the concept of I'm going to be friendly. Well, we know what friendly looks like. Okay. Then what does it look like? Silence.
2: (laughs) And the accountability comes in. So let's say we identify friendly. Let's say we identify or, you know, script out, you know, what, what we want to see our employee do, but then we don't see that behavior. And I think what happens then is now what do we do? Mm Mm-hmm. So we say that we're going to greet that customer within five feet of entering our business. And customer A comes in, no greet, customer B, customer C, customer D. And yet what is preventing us from addressing our director of first impressions? Four customers came in, none of them were greeted within five feet of the door. And yet I have all the instructions that Ray, Dewey, or Brianna gave us. What is preventing me from addressing my director of first impressions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the that's the question, right? And you think that stems from fear, or I mean, they lack know what confidence. to do. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: you
2: know, and and based on the training, they they say they know how to do it. We practiced it in training, right? And so there there's got to be some. Like you said, some emotional reservation mm-hmm. from what's going to happen when I go to him or her and say, Hey, you know, now we're live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: right. it's. Because we talk about it. you just have to have the conversation.
2: That's the hard
1: part. Well, it's interesting you say that because I did bring you back to something I think I've mentioned on a previous episode where I heard someone tell me that procrastination is not uh, a time management issue. It's an emotional issue. And so that speaks to kind of what you're saying there. there right. You
0: yeah. Okay, well, I think we need to get to our last one before uh, we're running out of time here. So, uh, drum roll, please. All right, number one, number one question that participants ask mt ask us at MTI trainings. I got this employee who dot dot dot. What should I do? Yeah. <laughs> that one is always the one that gets me. So, I'll yeah. uh, open it up to you two. What what? How do you respond to that?
2: Man, you know, back when I first started this. I would literally just start trying to solve it. Mm-hmm. Right? And of course, I know you guys are both not in your heads cuz I I can see that this is where, you know, like that that dog in the dashboard, you know,
0: that like pup, <laughs> you know,
2: bobble. Yeah.
0: Bobblehead. Yeah,
2: that little bobblehead. And um, you know, and of course, then what's the typical response? Yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah I did that. Yeah, I did that. All mm-hmm. right? mm-hmm. And now, how do you respond now these days? So fast forward. With all your training experience now, how do you respond to that?
0: Well, first I ask, you know, what have you done? There you go. You know, what have you done? Um, Absolutely. Again, people don't usually like my response to this question. Um, It's so interesting to me though, because I think you mentioned it, maybe even on last week's episode, Brianna, where people come in and they're wanting a magical formula that if I do, um, do action a plus action B plus action C, that that will solve my problem and everything's going to be hunky dory. But we are dealing with human beings, I think is the the words (laughs) that you used. Um, And I couldn't agree more. Um, You know, you have to have a conversation. Here's, here's that, here's that phrase again. You have to have a conversation with people. Uh, And sometimes that can get ugly. And I think people just get scared of that. Uh, But, you know, I I can't solve a problem that you've been working on for the last six months to a year. uh, And you haven't seen any kind of um, progress to it. I don't know this person. I don't know this person's motivations. I don't know the situation and how it really kind of developed over a period of time. And so there, they're wanting this simple kind of solution to their problem. But to me, it's about setting down and having this person needs to sit down with their employee and have a conversation about it and keep doing that until the problem's resolved
1: well, and I think that there is, in this, when I when I hear that, um, and I hear the responses now, I'll, I'll tell you, I think I've maybe gotten this one time. but I've only been here three and a half years at this point.
0: You've and only gotten this question uh, one time. One time wow. in about three
1: and a half well, years. twenty-four now. months of it, we've been.
0: That's true. That's in a true. Weird yeah.
2: Weird
1: space. Yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Pandemic space. That's
1: right. <laughs> and so when I think about this, and I'm hearing you, all say that they're already coming up with all of these, all of these, you know, responses of well, I've done that, I've done that, I've done that. At some point. Like, get off your high horse, take a step back and say, OK, maybe even though I think I've done all that, I can listen and take in some information that might help me go back and do that a little bit differently. Because if you're coming at this with this idea that that I'm just going to tell you that you're wrong because I've done all of it and I'm so sure of myself, don't waste my time. Mm hmm. Like that, that would be incredibly frustrating to me. And in this case, the one case I had had very open, you know, to didn't have all of the re- things they've tried and all that very open to really just trying to get some ideas. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I mean, we got to we got to kind of take a step back, let go of some of that ego and recognize that maybe we can learn how to do something better, too. So let's have a productive conversation. But if you're really not looking for those proper for those solutions or those ideas, then don't ask the question in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 99% of the time what I've learned
2: is mm, they haven't done any of those things. Exactly. They've thought of those things, yeah. So in their mind, they've done them mm-hmm. because they've thought of them, and they want something that's like, yeah, not going to do that. Keep going, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what are my options? Right. Yeah, like nope, not going right. to do that. Okay, yeah. keep going.
0: It's like a menu yeah. at a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm,
2: well, maybe okay. Not nope, that and no. so good. Okay, keep going. You know. So,
0: ooh, I don't want to do that one. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, to your point, I don't answer it. Yeah. You know, and, and that's why because it's not productive for usually for the rest of the group mm-hmm. if it is i turn it back on the group
0: mm-hmm. oh i've done that before many times um, too
2: because i'll say you know wow you know that's that's a that's a common mm-hmm. thing many supervisors mm-hmm. deal with mm-hmm. and i'll let them craft you know what have you done right you know kind of thing because if if the group will really want to talk about it they will if the group doesn't want to talk about it let's say because they're an intact team and they know this guy and this guy really doesn't do anything mm-hmm. for whatever reason, right. then they won't talk about it and they'll shut it down and we'll move on. Mm-hmm. If they're like, Oh wow. Yeah. I've got that problem too. Let's see what's out there. We'll talk about it mm-hmm. and I'll facilitate the discussion and then we'll move on. Right. So it kind of manages itself. Um, but chances are the majority of time. Yeah. Because you're right. People are, If they've got the problem and they they are having the conversation, they don't have the problem anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: For the most part. Absolutely. Or if they really want to have your opinion, they'll catch you offline and have that conversation.
0: That's where I think a lot of this happens for me um, when people ask this question to me is during break time. Um, yeah. It's it's not usually in front of the whole entire group. Um, it's usually they catch me uh, at a break or at the end of the session or something like that and, and we'll have that conversation. I think it's funny, Ray, that you, um, uh, when you started answering this question, you talked about well, when I first started. Yeah. Because uh, I did the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. I, I tried to ask all kinds of questions to more full understand the situation oh, yeah. and uh, trying to diagnose it <laughs> oh, and, yeah. and that kind of thing Show how much I knew. yeah yeah, oh, yeah. and um, yeah and so eventually it's just a, a, a matter of helping people kind of realize their own potential their own uh, their own power of making change and that is you got to have a conversation yeah. right you got to have a conversation yeah. well listen I think we're about out of time um, I can't believe it just goes by so quickly but I would like to thank all of our listeners out there um i hope these questions have kind of helped um you kind of think about your own role yeah
1: and I want to say, too, just because we we've mentioned all these on the last couple of episodes here doesn't mean that we're opposed to getting them in trade. That's sections. true. <laughs> like we'll, we'll take They're your questions. These <laughs> are very, common very ones. common. Yeah. yeah and, and we're certainly. Yeah. We love getting questions. So I want to just kind of throw that out there. All right. We do love <laughs> getting questions. Send them into us still.
0: Yeah. But until the next time, um, if you've got a, another topic you would like for us to address on the Weekly Workplace, make sure that you send that to MTI.Missouri.com edu. Uh, and until then Ray.
2: Go be great.
0: i nice.